0: Is Mike McDonald back with my last PH expanded of the season? Um, okay, so wanted to do some awards, seven awards that I have come up with that I thought might be fun, and I sure would like for you to uh, jump in the comments and um, give me your opinions, be it on mine or just tell me what you would do with these. Seven imaginary trophies. Well, first of all, the, uh, uh, the squad, I'm going to run through the squad and give a word to describe each player. And I'm going to go back and explain those that probably would baffle. So this is kind of fun. Here we go. Leno, undervalued. Maddie Ryan, impressive. Alex Runnison, judged. Bellerin, waning, Cedric, vanished, Chambers, unsurprising, Ainsley, Maitland, Niles, head scratcher, that's two words, Tierney, drive, Kolasinac, inflexible, Saliba, secret, untold, that's two words again, cheated, Mari, surprising, Gabrielle, better, Holding, improved. Louise, expected. Xhaka, positioning. Party, future. Elneni, predictable. Willock, dilemma. Genduzi, waster. Terera, unfortunate. Sobias, location. Edegard. Glide. Ozil. Misunderstood. Saka. Team sheep. ESR. Mobile. Pepe. 2022. Abamiang. Hidden. Lacazette. Surprising. Martinelli. Energy. Inketia. Confidence. Nelson. Who? and William, uninterested. Okay, let me just briefly talk through those that may not be self-explanatory. Of course, Leno, undervalued, just my opinion. I think that people have just been jumping on him when he's had a very short patch of um, somewhat dodgy form and being forgetful of what he does bring to the team. I think he's undervalued. Maddie Ryan, impressive. I just think, in the limited time that he played in goal, very serious goalkeeper, didn't seem to make a mistake. So that's a good word. Runeisen, I felt bad for, in really just one game, where it, he did have a stinker. He was heavily judged, and I think that that was based on preconceived biases that the fan base had about the choice. And I felt bad for the guy. Not that I wanted him to be part of our goalkeeping setup, but. I thought that was all a little harsh. Bellerin waning. Um, i just felt that he's been on the wane for a while at Arsenal, even though he had a handful of good games and deserved to be back in the team, to his credit. Cedric vanished. Well, <laughs> he just vanished. He, uh, I thought he was doing quite well. And that was sort of a feature of our season, was there was a few players. Pepe was another one that, when he played well, he seemed to vanish too. Uh, Chambers unsurprising and that's just based on how I've always felt about Callum Chambers I've felt that um, he might be our best defender Um, just if you're looking at defending and when he was a centre back before he got injured I thought he was the best defender at the club at that point Um, so a little unsurprised um, that he performed so well and consistently and got better and better and that people are talking about him being first choice right back next year and I don't think that that's a great surprise. Um, OK. Ainsley Maitland-Knowles, one of my favourites. Uh, head-scratcher. And a head-scratcher because I think... Um, I understand that he wants to play in midfield. I want him to play in midfield. But um, Arsenal play there right back as a central midfielder for a good part of the game. And I'm not sure he's going to be able until he proves it to play at a bigger club than Arsenal. And I think he's got a chance to be... You know, first choice. And not right back. I was had that chance. Not sure he'll get it again, but gosh, I just that's a head scratch of the whole situation. Tierney drive. Guy's got drive. Determination. Love it. action inflexible just the way he always ran in straight lines. Everything he did was in straight lines In no flexibility in his hips. So Saliba Secret untold. There has to be Something that went on there. It made no sense that he wasn't good enough to play against Dundalk. I mean, and Mulder. Come on. (laughs) Something went on, right? Pablo Mari, surprising. Um, I was surprised that considering he was in and out of the team, he was always solid or better than solid for the most part. Gabriel, better. I just think that his ceiling is higher than the others. And he's the future, isn't he? Holding improved. Don't think anybody could doubt that he's improved. wonder what his ceiling is. I think some people think he's hit it. Louise expected. Louise just did Louise, didn't he? He was great. He was awful. <laughs> and all of that is expected, right? Jack of positioning, why he's so valued at Arsenal. Knows where to stand, knows where to be, and that's a big part of the modern game. Party, future, I think everybody agrees that we've got to build the midfield around Thomas Partey. Yeah, for sure. Love him. he's predictable, and I hate that because I like him. I just don't like the way that he hasn't improved his game, moving the ball forward. So he becomes predictable. You always know where he's going to pa- pass it. Pardon me. You always know where he's going to pass it. And that's a shame because he always wants the ball. And somebody who wants the ball normally has a little bit more imagination. Willock, dilemma. That's over whether we keep him, sell him. I'd keep him. Gendouzi didn't even play for us. He's on the list. Not sure why. Waster. Uh, I don't like players who are wasters. And so don't want to give him any more of my time. Torreira, unfortunate. Um, I just feel that Lucas Torreira could have been given more opportunities than he was. And there were definitely games where he'd have been super useful. Ceballos, so location. I just felt that Danny Ceballos, um, from early on it was obvious that he was just playing in the wrong league. Good player. Wrong league. God Glide. Just aesthetically pleasing watching him play uh, the game of football. Ozil misunderstood. Um, I'm not an Ozil, Ozil fan and you are probably thinking that I think that he was mis- misunderstood because he was so great and we should have just let him play and have his way. And that's not what I mean. I think the whole thing over Mesut Ozil was misunderstood because he really wasn't very good in his latter years at all. Wasn't productive in the stat sheet to the eye, um, was turning in huge circles, slowing the game down, producing very little creativity and assists. So I think that that part was conveniently left out by his fans uh, when they talked about him. I think that they were thinking of times long gone when they were visioning Meza Ozil. Saka, team sheet. Lots of words to describe Saka, of course, but my prevailing memory is that he never knew where he'd be. <laughs> wow, I've never known a player at that, at a big club at that age who um, plays almost everywhere apart from defensive, midfield, centre-back and goalkeeper. I think he's played everywhere else. I don't know if there's anybody else I've ever seen like that. Smith Rowe, mobile, always moving. So he gives us something that nobody else does when everybody else is static. Pepe, 2022. Well, I think third season Pepe is what we're looking at. Orba, hidden. I think, much like Saliba, there's a story behind this season as to why he fell off the map. Um, Also hidden because I think he hides in games. I think he hides at the back post. I think he doesn't want physical confrontation. That's why I'd move him on. Lacazette, surprising. I think Lacazette gave us what he he had to give and played close to the top of his game for his physical capabilities. And that surprised me. I didn't think he was capable of Retaining his place um, as often as he did. Martinelli, energy. Well, that's easy, isn't it? We well, all see that one. Nketiah, confidence. I think he lost it. What a shame. Nelson, who? Gosh, I could talk all day about Reese Nelson because I love him. Love watching him play. I love his feet, his dazzling feet. But where's he gone? Who is he? What happened? Oh, boy. Another one that's... Probably a story to be told. And William, I don't want to use a word that you'd have to beep out. So I use the word uninterested. I don't think he ever wanted to be at Arsenal. I think there's quite a few players. uh, Not so much that Arsenal have signed over the years. But over the course of time. That have signed for a club. That they didn't really want to sign for. But circumstance moved them there. And I think he felt the, the weight of the Arsenal jersey. And he didn't want to have it on. I think he wanted to have his Chelsea jersey on and I'm okay with that. He played for Chelsea for a long time and I think he probably felt a little strange putting on the red of Arsenal. I don't think he liked it and I think that affected his performances. Okay, alright. I've got three words here. Three words that um, I've decided embody Arsenal season. Okay, i settled for overcoached Talented and unpredictable. Took me a long time to come up with those three, only because there is a list, a long list. Um, Overcoached, well, it's not just been me who's been talking about that for a while, but we have a coach that needs to just cool his jets and uh, pick and choose his moments. Um, So, talented, I think it's important that through this season, and then off the back of this season, we had and have a talented group of players in most areas. You know, I think we've got talented defenders, especially if we look at the one coming back this summer. I think we've got a very talented goalkeeper. I think the midfield's going to get fixed. But I think we have talent in there. I think the purchase of Thomas Party was genius because I don't think that Arsenal are of the standard where you can normally get a player who uh, is one of the better midfielders in Europe. And then up front is where most of our talent lies. So don't want to forget that we have lots of it. Unpredictable. Did you know what was going to happen on Sundays and Thursdays? Because I didn't. I pretended that I thought we were going to win every week, but I never knew. Even when we were on a run... Um, the only time I I thought we were predictable was when we were losing in December. I didn't think we were ever going to rebound. Okay, um, hmm, sliding doors moment of the season, of the whole season. Um, you know when you've been on a roller coaster of a season, there are so many moments, but I suppose you can't look past... Was it December the twenty-sixth when for whatever reason Arteta rolled the dice and played Smith Rowe? And he could have lost his job if we wouldn't have got a positive result out of that game. Smith Rowe was the big change, the big difference, and everything changed, not just for him personally, but for the team. We changed formation, we had energy and drive. We had um, a player to fill the donut that we were playing uh, with around. And um, we had a connector. I think that was the word. I remember using that a lot the first half of the season. We had no connector. And now we did. So I think that that moment, not that it, you know, elevated us to winning anything, but we were in relegation trouble. And we finished... Just a few points off the Champions League. Was it six points? With um, a decent end to the season. That was probably rewind back to that moment. Okay, biggest positive of the season. Well, I'm going to stick with what I said in my blog. I think, amidst the mess of the season, that a team who others feel are falling away, a club that's hanging out amongst the wreckage, allegedly. I think we have an awful lot of hope. Uh, normally, a team in our situation, you'd think, are in a real mess. And I don't see that at Arsenal quite so much. We could get ourselves in a mess again, let's not forget that. But um, I think with our younger players and some good signings, Gabrielle and Party in particular and what looks like it's gonna be a productive summer, I think the situation could flip. Um, and so, I think that there's quite a quite a bit of hope. Uh, and we always look for hope where there's no hope, but I feel genuine hope. Um, and moving on to the greatest need, I would say that it all will swing on this one thing, which is the coach. Um, I know that at board level, it's not great. The owner's not great. But when you've got a coach who's as talented as I think Mikel Arteta is, but seems to have such a stubborn streak and a desire to control so much, I feel the greatest need is for him to show humility. For him in his post-season review, like I've done, um... To sit down with his coaches and be bold enough to ask them for the truth. What do they think of him and his performance? What could he have done better? And do something about it. Um, It's not any uh, rocket science, is it? To to see that Arsenal just needed to press repeat on many occasions. Especially that big game in the semi-final when we're just trying to... um, overthink or he's trying to overthink overcoach, Um be clever trying to impress other coaches um, impress us I don't know exactly what he's trying to do but um, sometimes I feel like the bottom line is he's overexcited he spent the latter years of his career on the pitch trying to coach players apparently then he sat on the sidelines probably a little frustrated that he had all these modern ideas and all this talent, and he wanted to express it, but was limited. Then finally he gets a job and he gets, you know, maybe his ideal job straight away, so excited. And as I have as a coach, just try to do too much um, too soon with, with too many of his ideas. Um, sometimes as a coach it's so hard to hold on to ideas, And just give the players what they need, not what you want them to have. Or to try and impress them with your knowledge to gain respect that way. I think the greatest need is for a Mikel Arteta to have humility. And I think that's a basis for success and to turn his whole career around. Okay, two more. Uh, The realistic hope. I just hope for normal drama. Uh, Next season... I can't believe that it's going to be plain sailing. It never is. There's going to be players that get injured. Some of them will get badly injured, will be disappointed at some transfers in and out, will be disappointed at some games and excited and be surprised. And all that's normal in the season uh, of an average football team. But it seems to be the last five years that Arsenal it hasn't been normal. There's been some extraordinary things happening before the season, during the season. On the field, off the field, um, over here in the United States with the owners. And it's just not normal. We need some rest from that. Not this bonus drama. Let's just have some normal drama next season, shall we? Lastly, surprise of the summer. Um, I've gone for a Yang's exit. Not being talked about at all. Probably... Because nobody believes that Arsenal will be able to sell him. Um, I'm not saying that I, I'm i sure that that will happen. I just won't be surprised because I think that you've got a couple of problems there. One, he had a poor season. And two, he's the captain of the team. And I think if you keep him, um, I feel certain that Arteta probably doesn't want him as the captain. When he's got other much better options. But to keep him around and take the captaincy away from him he's going to go back to that bonus drama that he probably doesn't want. He wants to avoid at all costs. And I think if Arsenal get a bid for him um, that he likes, I think they may not tell him that they want him to leave, but they'll tell him they're okay with the bid and he'll leave. So that's one. I've got a couple of others. I think the Jack Grealish rumour, funnily enough has got legs to it. And I've got a couple of left-field ones. You know, I look at um, the situations at Real Madrid and Barcelona and the amount that they're in debt. Uh, apparently, Inter Milan are having to offload €80 million Euros worth of talent. So here's three players that I think might pop up in our rumours. Um, said for a while, Frankie de Jong... Gosh, what a wonderful partner he would be to Thomas Party. In Barcelona, if they're a billion in debt, they're going to have to sell somebody with some value. And I wonder if Arsenal would be cheeky and try to go for him. At Real Madrid, I think their big upcoming modern midfielder, Federico Valverde, the Uruguayan super player, another one that would be a great partner for Thomas Party. And um, maybe an even longer shot. But Romelu Lukaku, gosh, he would completely transform our team. Um, Underrated, in my opinion. Been very successful in Italy and underrated during his time in England, I think. Um, And has so much power. Um, And uh, he's also a good pivot for the rest of our players. And I'm not sure that that's ever going to happen, but... I've just been wondering, just wondering. Hey, thanks. Thanks for reading this season, and thanks for listening. I super appreciate it. It, uh, it certainly makes my day. Cheers.